You are listening to Tech Grind, behind the scenes of leading high-tech ecosystems, with your host, Nadav Kedar. Hey, and welcome to our special New Year episode of Tech Grind. We have a, a very special topic and guest today with us. And today we'll be talking about startup funding in a bit different way. Today on the show we have Stefan Horvath. Hello, Stefan. Hi, Nadaf. Uh, thank you for having me here today. Thank you for being with us. So, Stefan has over 20 years of international C-level experience. He has built and then executed business strategy for global companies. And he is also himself a serial entrepreneur. So his perspective is is all over the ecosystem. Um, he has a track record of working all over the globe. And I think that the only place maybe that you haven't worked was uh, maybe the North Pole or uh, Antarctica. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much. That's uh, that's too cold. I really love uh, good and warm weather. True. <laughs> we are we are uh, by the way recording this from two different countries, from Israel and from Germany. So uh, I guess colder than Germany right now. Wow, that's uh, that's seems impossible. Maybe only really in the poles. Uh, yeah, but we have pretty pretty much cold weather here. It's around uh, zero degrees. Oh wow. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's winter, but unfortunately, no snow. Okay, so here we we're whining about uh, twenty degrees to, uh, Celsius. <laughs> yeah, I invite you. So <laughs> we should be there. Awesome. So you know, we we've talked in the past uh, beyond this podcast, and uh, we know how much um, it's difficult to raise capital as a startup. Um, even now in the situation where where capital markets are really surging and there is money all around. Um, and I think that what I love about your work that we will, of course, dive deeper in um, is that it's built around structural decision-making and data. Um, Stefan and his company, through their methods, they they help startups know how to move forward instead of like guessing and and that's just beautiful how they do that through data and automations and and ai uh we'll be diving into that and today we'll hear from stefan about some very interesting methods to make your funding round a success um and more efficient so yeah let's get started um, yes. Okay. Let's um, let's start. <laughs> so, um, what what I uh, what what I learned over time that there's very little systematic uh, for tech startups and scale up in the market, right? Tech and software companies they're very often only and that's really a sad only presenting and selling their solution instead of selling their solution as an investor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that is what I learned here in Europe. That is what I learned uh, in the area uh, around the Middle East and also in, in Asia. There's one country they're doing extremely good, and that is US. US tech companies, they do a damned good job 
in placing themselves as an investment. So you will very often see that startups there, and probably that is a reason why these startups are so uh, successful, they're selling their solution as an investment. And, and here people very often start and talking about their solution uh, only. So it's kind of like in marketing, uh, the difference between uh, talking about the functionality of your product versus the whole vision of what you're doing and even why you're doing. And I, I really appreciate that approach. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's only about the vision because any founder, any entrepreneur has a vision. Mm -hmm. So they're talking also about their vision. And the word there is very often a challenging, um, a challenging milestone because their vision doesn't often uh, connect to the investor's vision. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. investors, they don't love your investment for what you do and for maybe with the same passion like you have. They love your investment for being successful, making money. Right. And that is when, when I come back to, to US companies, they very often focus on going out in a very early stage. Yeah. Risking to make it not 100% perfect, but showing that they make money with. Right. And then you have an increase and an increase and an increase in revenue. So there's a kind of degenerate an appetite. But also, beside of that, in their communication, and yes, you said it right, it is, it's about marketing. Uh, the self-marketing of the investment, that is what very often is not there. And it's you have to tell the vision in a way that an investor, regardless if you talk about a VCs or private equity or an angel investor, in a way that an investor can pick up on it and understands it. Not through your eyes, but through his eyes. So you have to speak partially his language and... <clears throat> One thing also, when you're in a very early stage, it's easier for you for you get the seed funding. It's easier you for you get the first funding that you can start. It gets challenging the higher you step up the ladder. For one thing, because then mm -hmm. you have to show milestones, then you have to show results against these milestones, and uh, also it comes very often with more numbers. Right. Right. And right. Uh, at the beginning, you have in your deck and uh, most of a uh, lot of startups deck, you probably and a lot of other uh, other um, um, uh, other people from the from the industry mm -hmm. also have seen. Mm -hmm. This is they tell you, oh, we are in a billion trillion whatever mm -hmm. market. But be before before we dive into that. Um, I, because I, I highly agree with you. I mean, the 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 pitch with the uh, huge market and uh, and the the classic uh, we will get one percent of that and be rich. But before before we dive into that, I want to tell our listeners uh, first of all that uh, if you like our content, uh, you can subscribe on Spotify and all on uh, Apple uh, podcasts. And I want to give our uh, listeners a bit of an outline of what we will have today uh, because we're trying to give today a very structured uh, framework for how to build your fundraising round. 
And we will do that through three sections. The first one will be building your funding strategy. The second one will be showcasing the story and materials. And the third one is the investor outreach. How do you actually do the outreach and get results? So it's very, very data structured and we will talk about that uh, um, in a few moments. Um, so I wanted to give our listeners that perspective, first of all. Uh, so back to you, Stefan, sorry. Yes, uh, it's exactly what I think every startup should do. They come up with a structured framework where they can follow and in a framework where they know step by step how to flesh out their idea in a way that it's easily understanding for investors. Then, because they have a stunning team, let's assume that, yeah? Mm -hmm. uh, but as you said, they have to define a clear investment strategy. And at the end, it has to be also, you mentioned the documents, a kind of symphony out of a convincing narrative that supports strategic financial documents, that is what investors love, yeah? And a compelling investment presentation, mm -hmm. yeah? And the way there, and that is the only thing I think we can we can additionally contribute to what uh, uh, any startup or uh, any entrepreneur has in his mind. It's a kind of structured framework that evolves over time uh, that can that can grow with them and enable them to talk with the investors mm -hmm. and go with them on an investor relation journey. Yeah. And I think in this podcast, as you said, we can discuss the required steps, uh, potential hurdles and also risks, and also maybe how to increase the chances of successful negotiations. Mm -hmm. And you outlined three steps, the strategy, the, the documentation, and the outreach. Right. Let me break that down a little bit more for the, the strategy. Before you start the strategy, you have to do a kind of, say, ideation phase, mm -hmm. yeah, where you sit down, where you lay back, and it's not only about your strategy, but it's about to whom you want to talk to, where are the the investors you want to outreach from the region, yeah, but also maybe from the size, or from the the level of of funding experience, or from the industry, and then when you come to documents, most of the startups have a very good setup when they talk about their team, about their product, about where they want to go. Mm -hmm. In these documents, very often what is missing are financials. And I mean really financials that show that you have also this kind of financial thinking. And what I miss in most of them is a slide that shows what is in for the investor, for example, right? If, if, if uh, we building out of that, but before so, so, and, and, before we go into sorry. the materials themselves, you said earlier after the ideation that you need to choose your investors, and I think that when we met something like two years back, that's something that really caught me in your uh, way of uh, work because you show the entrepreneur or whoever needs the funding how to really reach 
the the it's beyond reach how to even identify who is the right investor for this startup right can can you say a few words about that in your uh methodology yes yes i can uh, i i can i can quick, quickly dive into that when we talk about an investor very very easy uh, most of the, the the startups come along and said oh yeah we want to talk to a vc mm -hmm. maybe the vc is the total wrong way to go so what we did over time and uh, by experience from a lot of projects we built a kind of uh, investor we call it investor taxonomy mm -hmm. that is that is developed and it it helps to get relationship driven investor communication strategies in the right way because if you start concentrating on vcs but your product wouldn't match vcs it, maybe it's more a product or it's more a solution that is highly attractive to private equity companies but you lose them or family offices mm -hmm. but you don't go there right so you will probably put a lot of effort in time and then you will not be able to build a relationship with them because they don't really accept or they, they are not on the, on, the, on the same track like you are. Um, so from you have angel investors, everybody talks mm -hmm. about that and corporates, and then we have also funds, right? So, and there are a lot of different kind of funds and private equity companies. And when it comes to venture capital, they are also different. And as a, as a kind of very easy thing to, to remember, if I have as an investor 100 bucks and I am a private equity company and I give you this 100 bucks, my expectation in you is take care about my money. Deliver ideally, let's say 15 to 20% yeah, every year and make it grow. Is it, and yeah? and th that's, uh, that, that seems like uh, something that uh, goes without saying. But I think that touches upon the point that's also very important to uh, to to say, which is the funding is not the end goal. The end goal stays the same, which is building a company that works and works well and brings something new to the market if it's a startup, of course. But in the end, you have to be in the market at some point when you want to go for your B round or even A round, you'll need sales already and you'll have to show growth. But we're building the mindset has to be a mindset of building something worthwhile. And then it will be interesting for investors. And then we can put all this methodology, all these methods on the table. But if the underlying asset, let's call it, isn't there, then we don't have anything to work with, right? So it has to be built as a good company, first of all. Okay, um, I, I wouldn't, I would, in theory, yes, or it has to be a good, a very, very good idea. Mm -hmm. Because we talk now about a private equity company, right? A private equity, yeah? They're looking for probably more substantial growth. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. but you also have VCs, yeah, going out and from their business model, not all of them, but some of them, mm -hmm. yeah, they, it's like a bet. They give you the hundred bucks, right? But they want to have 300 bucks back next year. Mm -hmm. And the only way you can do that is by increasing your valuation. Right. 
yeah, from one round to the next round. So probably they don't earn really the money in real, mm -hmm. right? But they make an increase in their book about valuation and increasing valuation, right? So that makes them happy. And because we have the holiday season for every uh, portfolio manager, it is very important for that he gets a holiday season check as a bonus at the end of the year. And he only will receive that if he has a successful investment. So whoever sits in front of you is not your friend. He's a businessman. And what he trades off is he gives you capital from his budget. Yeah. And he has to make the most out of it to be successful on its own. Right. And th that's also a very important uh, point that a, a VC and also startup, um, if we talk about valuations, they grow from uh, round to round. That's the big event that really uh, seals in the, um, let's call it, it, it's not the money because money is, uh, um, depends on uh, liquidity event, but, but in a startup different from uh, a classic company, you have much higher uh, emphasis on the valuation. Um, let's say uh, you have to grow your company that investors get confident mm -hmm, with you. Mm -hmm. right. And now uh, you also have to understand that that is why the ideation phase is very important. Right. So let's circle back to that. Yeah, that's great. If you work, for example, on an idea, just an idea base, yeah, you have to make up this idea, even if you don't have a product in a way that an investor understands the value of this idea that he that he goes with it and therefore you have to understand the investor's expectation mm -hmm. yeah if you don't understand the buy side side so so the buy side is what an investor takes takes in yeah when you and uh, uh, he's in evaluating your investment as an opportunity and he has to see whatever he does will bring him in uh, in the blacks so he he will he will make money with that uh, and on the other side, as a business or as an idea, you have to assess a kind of true potential of the business, as we said yeah, now, mm -hmm. or a true potential of the idea in the future, and then enable your company to go to the next phase of growth, to the next milestone. And you have to highlight all the things that make sense to an investment manager. That's it. You have to try to find his mindset. Yeah. And I know you, what, what you, at the end, you need a kind of convergence that matches on one side the investor and his expectation. And also on the other side, you as a founder, you as an entrepreneur, your business or your idea and its potential. And of course, it's complicated and it's complex, but at the end, it is connected. And that is how you weave strong networks between an investor and your company by infusing this idea, right? right? And my, one of my recommendation is that is a process of your ideation where you have to think about yeah, how you want to do that. And you have to come up with a kind of long-term strategy. So it's not only just one outreach, think about the next six months and how you start communicating now when you want to have a funding in six months.
Right. That is the most important. Right. Thing. So we have an idea, uh, and and it's let's say it's a good idea. It's it's uh, it's uh, it comes out of a uh, very strong market need, um, and we have we are convinced that we are the people that can uh, solve it. Everything's good on that side, um, and let's say we even have. Uh, first traction and we have sort of a product market fit um, let, let's talk a bit about the investor relations strategy okay what do we do then we have uh, on, on our side on the startup side we feel ready okay that's great what's the strategy or how do you build the strategy out of that the investor relations strategy yeah first we look at the business, we look at the idea, and then from there, we're thinking who would be the right target to talk to. Mm -hmm. Just in general, it's like at the beginning, it's cloudy, it's foggy, so you don't know exactly where to go, right? right? But you can, you can make, as I said before, very easily make a switch between heavily VC-driven or private equity-driven, right? If you go for private equity, you have a lot there. You have private equity firms, you have family investment mm -hmm. officers, and you have university programs. And also, I believe you have some angels investors from the industry as long as you're in a seed round or in a very early stage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. after, after that, so, so these are your option, options if you go for private equity. If you go for VC, you will find exactly the same. Yeah. So if you have VCs like, let's say, Y Combinator, what they do is they invest 25000 to, let's say, $125,000, $150,000 in the first round. And all they help you is to build your minimal uh, viable product, the MVP, or the demo. Mm -hmm. right. right. And they put in not more than this, and their structure is totally different from a private equity. They will think about, I see that, and out of 10, maybe two go through. That's fine, because that's how they make money in the next round, by increasing the valuation. For a private equity company, it could be totally different. And when, when we're thinking about family offices, the next thing is we look at what are their mandates? What are they normally investing in? Yeah, Either from the region or from the industry or from the size. And that is where you have to go to go to a step closer. And now you asked me before, about you love that we work with data yeah and what we do is we look into past data of past mm. investments out of our database and we try to identify their companies who are pretty similar to what you do yeah and find investors who invested in them before and then we exactly there in and do a deep dive on it that, that helps you two things. You understand why they invested in, and there are two numbers, and I know for, uh, for uh, entrepreneurs it's boring, there are two numbers I always look. That is EV sales, mm -hmm. that, is, uh, that, is, that is how much they will pay for your, your uh, what, what is their valuation, mm -hmm. right? right? And the other is better, that is the risk. Yeah. So you normally get that from listed companies, but I always start doing that with listed companies for one reason. Listed companies are the one who will very likely buy you in an exit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is what you everybody, everybody is going for. This will be my exit. And these are the only one where you have 
public numbers. So that is for the first step enough. And for the second step, we go into private companies where it's harder to get the numbers out. And based on that, you build the strategy, you build the narrative, you look why they have been successful, why they get a 10x, why they get mm-hmm. a 20x. And then you can see if you can twist, if you can go with your strategy and your communication towards investors in this direction. So um, assessing all of those uh, data points, um, and and by the way, I, I love how you incorporate beta into this because I think this is on the verge of uh, revolutionary because up until our conversations in the past, um, you know, everyone kind of talks about how to evaluate risk in, uh, in startups and, and beta isn't something new, that's right. But but taking the beta into startup assessments through bigger companies and, 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 and the methodologies that you showed, that is quite revolutionary from uh, from what I see, um, and and that really gives a hold in the data to understand if the the startup has a lot of hot air or not, and that's that's really beautiful. Um, I want to connect another side of the story here, which is the right investor. Now, what um, you do is you also say, hey, okay, this investor now is open to investments beyond beyond the fund being uh, in your uh, domain or not. This uh, investor is is uh, investing now. This one isn't. This one will be investing or high probability be investing in X uh, amount of companies in the next year. Um, it can be that. It can be a family office. It can be an angel can be all, all the types of uh, invest, investor, investors or investment houses that you talked about. Um, and that's also another side of the story that many entrepreneurs don't take into consideration, which is, is the investor investing? Is the investor even relevant? Um, th- that is true. If an investor is investing, you normally don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you can do is, and that is just a hint, Look, if you see that an investor is selling shares of a company mm-hmm. or is they have an exit there and a successful exit. And if that is upcoming exit, you know that probably in six months from now, they will have a lot of uh, cash right. yeah, in the, in the budget. I have to reinvest it. That is the first thing. Then in general, January, February, March is a very good time for uh, investors for outreach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a, a very good time for entrepreneurs to outreach to investors. Why is very easy because most of the this as a, the, the more structured investment companies they have a budget, and as we said before, the holiday season check is for investment manager important. That means when he invests at the beginning of the year, he has more chances to grow his investment. Like if he's doing the same investment in the last quarter or in the second last quarter, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that from them, it's also a kind of strategic decision. If we talk to structured companies, 
Uh, if you, if you're going more for, for, for family offices, smaller family offices or for angel investors, this wouldn't apply. So there is just where you can come in and, uh, talk to them about that. But if you have a product and not only an idea, or if you have an idea that would help products of a family office who has already investments in, in certain areas to make it dramatically better. Yeah you should reach out to them at any time. But you have to tell them why you think they are the right for your investment. Because in this moment, you switch, and after that you have done the strategy, you switch in an area and say, hey, it's not I'm looking for money, that is true, but here is why I believe what we do will help your business or your portfolio to grow or to make it more stable or here you have some some kind of mm -hmm. connects mm -hmm. this is where you will be different from most of the companies who send out a deck and they talking about let's say this billion trillion markets yeah and if you get one percent you will be successful you tell them exactly why you believe it, it takes more time uh, but then you can tell them and when it comes to documentation, yeah, I always say a strategic financial document for the next three or five years would be good. This is my plan. And when I work together with you, here is your strength, here is my strength. That is how we can grow together. Because for an investor, he also wants to grow with you. So I, I want to ask you a question there. You know, many entrepreneurs and companies make uh, those financial statement, statements uh, or uh, P&L, profit and loss, uh, a four or five year assessment. And OK, but what makes the difference between sending a P&L where it, you say, Okay, think about the uh, investor in mind and and how you're different for him and how um, it, it's kind of like a sales process, a classic sales process. What you say, you think about the client, you think about their need and how to solve their need, and then you say, here it is. So, okay, we have that in the email, but again, how does my PNL or any material? Um, become different or or have, what's the edge that I need there? Okay, I wouldn't say it's so much about the PL. I would not say it's so much about the numbers in your balance sheets in the next five years. For one reason, uh, every investor and also you as the entrepreneur uh, and any consultant in between will know what is written there mm. will not happen. Right. As simple as that, it will not exactly. happen. What is more, what is more important? And I believe we, we talked a lot about valuation and valuation, uh, is, is, uh, the, 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 I really love to, to dive in always on that topic. And if you go in, in valuations of large companies who bought small companies in the past, that is the go-to source where you should start with your thinking for one reason. If you have a multinational company buying an investment uh, or, or a startup in the past and investing there and buying there, there must be a reason why they do that. So you can look at them 
And you can see how much did they invest and what was the valuation. That data is out. Mm -hmm. Everybody talks about that in the industry. You see that. And then you can see some of them have a 1.7x. Okay, disappointing. Most of them have a 4.5, 7.5 something x. And a few go through the ceiling. They have a 10 or 20% x. Mm -hmm. So you can look at them. You can look who bought them, who invested in them, and who invested in them in the past, in the first seed rounds, funding rounds. The data, it's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have a data team specialized on that. Actually, we're going through eight different databases to get all the data together, right? Because mm -hmm. you won't find that at one single right. source. Yeah. But if you bring that together, you get a kind of more holistic picture. And it's not so important who bought them at the end. While you go that back, like in iterations, you will see who did the first funding round, who was in there, who was in there, mm -hmm. right? And then you learn about smaller companies and you see this company. That company that you identify through that process is, if you're from the industry, a potential investor in you already. And you will never ever find these guys uh, if you just look in, into a database or if you go to LinkedIn and search in mm -hmm. them. Okay. And what happens more, you can write them. Five years ago, you invested in this company. Yeah, This company had a successful exit. Let me make the following proposal to you. I can do the same with my idea, but my idea is better. Or we believe that is a con convincing stuff. And then you have at least a level where you can talk with people about a convincing narrative and a compelling story. You talk in their language but you also show you understood what they did in the past and you tell them why you believe that they're good to you. So even that work will make it more likely that they will respond to you. Which, which is great. I mean, um, yeah, it's, it's really different than just sending over your materials and, and hoping and praying or even getting a uh, warm intro in the door. That's always good. But, uh, I think that if we we want to start wrapping up the first part, um, uh, which is building your funding strategy, um, what are the key three or four points do you think um, entrepreneurs should take here uh, from the ideation and the investor relations strategy phases? Um, okay, they should have a realistic view on what their having their portfolio, what they want to sell, and also look who is the right target to talk to. That means from the size, from the mindset, from the region that they invest, because they will save a lot of time and time is important for them when, when they're on, on a, mm -hmm. a capital race. Um, they will save a lot of time by having a clear plan where they want to go for. And then write down the arguments, write down the, the topics, why they are good for exactly this investment and have a kind of more structured conversation. And built on that, very important, you have to come up with financial documents, with strategic financial documents that shows for an investor that you have thought about a long story and you have covered all different areas and that doesn't only have to include your PL. 
And it doesn't only have to include your, uh, your balance sheet. As I said before, if you tell them what they did in the past and why that was successful or not, and then look at the companies they invested in, mm -hmm. if you go down that line, you show that you're extremely good prepared for a growth phase from also from your mindset that you think about them too and not only about the the solution itself why why they should invest most of these decks and i think the the, the best outcome out of the investor relation strategy is one page that i very often miss in any in, in most of the decks let's say in nine out of ten decks what is in for you as an investor which yeah I so, mean, <laughs> that's, that is that is what you normally don't find you find right. we have a stunning team we need a lot of money that is how we spend your money and we will be successful right so it, very often just if you put in one slide that talks about this is why we as an investment are the right fit for you Right? And you can make it tailor-made because if you have done all the homework of, the, of, of, a, of a good uh, strategic approach, you will know them and you can talk more in a kind of personalized way with them. Right? And that increases the chances that your email uh, doesn't go to a, to, a, uh, to, a, to a part of a folder of the emails you don't want to be. Awesome. So, um, again, I'll... I'll, I'll uh outline this in a few quick bullets you were saying have a realistic view um know who is the right target investor for you given all the uh, research we talked about um have a very clear plan of of who you're approaching and why um um and put in a slide of of what's in for the investor and for it also to be convincing look at past uh, companies that you that the this investor has uh, uh invested in and show that you're at the same level and more and beyond that ready for growth yes and the, the last sentence is show that you can think like he thinks or show that you understand his thinking as an investor. That's awesome. So this was the first part about building your funding strategy. And in a moment, we will uh, come back to part two of showcasing the story and materials. Now that we understand the strategy, we have to start building the physical uh, materials or digital materials. Um, so we will talk about that in part two.